We're back with a new Scoop episode. The Scoop is a podcast from St. Martin in the Fields Episcopal Church, located in Brookhaven, Georgia. It features Sunday sermons, musical offerings, stories, and so much more, right from our church community, neighborhood, and beyond. Today's episode features June 19th's Sunday sermon, preached by St. Martin's Rector, the Reverend Monica Mannering. Enjoy! of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Well, good morning to you and happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you who are fathers or would be fathers or act as fathers to all of us, all of you who are children of fathers or children of fathers who have gone on to glory. Happy Father's Day. Blessed Father's Day to you as we honor and worship our Heavenly Father. Also, happy Juneteenth Day. I'll admit that I had to look that up. Do we say happy Juneteenth Day? It marks the emancipation of African American slaves in this country. It turns out that we do say happy Juneteenth Day. But it's maybe as complicated and painful as saying Happy Father's Day for many of you. We've got to acknowledge that some have suffered personally in the abuses or neglect of their own fathers in what our nation has suffered collectively in the injustice and cruelty of slavery and subsequent racism and systemic inequities. So on this feast day, Father's Day, Juneteenth, and a day of resurrection like every Sunday, we are met with reason to celebrate and also, as ever, reason to reflect and to confess, to grieve, perhaps, and to repent. And in light of yet another senseless shooting, this time much, much closer to home, Thursday, at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Birmingham, Alabama, I want to give voice to the question so many of us are scared to ask, but our scriptures today seem to dance around, and we might be helped by exploring. This is the question. Where is God? Where is God? It's usually not the question that arises when all is well in the world and our souls are at peace. When we gaze at the sunrise or the sunset on the ocean's shore, God doesn't seem so distant after all. And if you have memory, perhaps, of your hand being held in the hand of a good, good father, you might be a person who asked, where is God? But likely not at that moment, in a moment of comfort or safety and security. We ask, where is God when a friend dies seemingly prematurely? We ask, where is God when we suffer in mind or body or spirit? I will not endeavor to speak for the millions of slaves who suffered in this nation, but the spirituals that were born of that cruel injustice meet the question of where is God in all this suffering with profound faith, profound faith in God who will be the rescuer, if only in the life to come. We'll come back to this, to faith. But first we might ask, where is God? 
Where is God in the face of senseless mass shootings or accidents that could be prevented, illnesses that could have been healed, and in the midst of cruel war? Where is God? We're helped by our scriptures. First, today we read the psalmist crying out, Save me! Save me! This implies not atheism, not, nor even agnosticism, but actually a deep faith, or at least a hope, that there is one who can do the saving. There is a savior. The psalmist may not feel that God is near, but he is able to say by faith or by hope, or maybe by a deep knowing, that when they cry to him, he, God, hears them. When we cry out to God, maybe even in anger or frustration or bewildered by injustices and tragedies, God hears us. God hears us. The prophet Isaiah suggests that God is right here. Here I am, here I am. In our reading today, the prophet quotes the Lord saying, I was ready to be sought out by those who did not ask, to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that did not call on my name. So where is God? In Isaiah, God is right here, waiting to be called upon. I wonder if God is right now, right here, waiting to be called upon by our own nation, struggling as it is to keep us safe from gun violence. Some people feel that we have been calling upon God to no avail. The second reading from Galatians includes a hint that might be frustrating to those of us who would like a clearer path to access God, a more transactional relationship. You know, I do this, I obey the commandments, and you, God, show up. Fix things, help me, make everything better, make it right. But Galatians says, whereas once we were governed by the law, do the right thing, and God will do God's thing, God will reward you for doing the right thing, now, now we are a people of faith. And faith, and you know this, I don't need to tell you, faith is not such a linear path. Faith requires that we trust when there is seemingly no hope, we look to God in impossible circumstances. We keep crying, save me, and we do call upon God's name. But what happens when we encounter impossible circumstances or impossible people? The Gerasene demoniac who we meet in the Gospel of Luke is an impossible person. He is possessed. He is overcome by demons, a whole legion, we're told, which is likely code for he is occupied. Legion, a legion is a Roman army. It's a Roman army of 6,000 people. The Palestinians were familiar with what it was and even what it is to be occupied. Whether literal or figurative, the presence of a legion is at once oppressive and possessive. This man occupied and possessed, is naked and homeless, the gospel tells us, chained and shackled and wild beyond everyone's expectation. The Galileans feared the odd and possessed as much as we do. Reading this gospel, you can almost picture in your mind the face of any one of the shooters recently in the news. They must have been possessed, 
out of their minds. But where is God? In the gospel, God is right there, right here, present, unafraid. Jesus demonstrates his willingness to engage with evil incarnate appearing in the demons. He recognizes possession for what it is. He sees the need for exorcism and works to set the man free. And he restores the man to sanity, clothed and in his right mind. The man sits at the feet of Jesus. Jesus even invites the man to be an evangelist. He says, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And the man, recognizing God in Jesus, he's, this is maybe one of the early hints of the Trinitarian nature of God in the gospel. The man tells people about God in telling them about Jesus. The gospel story concludes today, he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. Where is God? God is here. God is exercising evil. God is setting God's children free, restoring us to sanity. Yes, you say, but where is God when a mass shooter is not stopped? Or when slavery persists for centuries too long? Or when evil has power, seemingly power to overcome? God is here. God is present. God is suffering with us, grieving with us, responding when we cry, save me, save me. And God is crying out, here I am, here I am, ready to be sought out by those who ask, to be found by those who seek. And it is by faith that we ask and we seek, through faith that we find our hope and our comfort, and in faith that we are found.